ask about today and they're like, what's it on? And I'm like, oh, I've got to learn how to say this with a straight face. Uh, <laughs> you have to learn how to what? Why? Say it with a straight face. Because you're a boy. Because, yeah, well, I didn't think I've ever said it out loud. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just bringing it up. Welcome to the first episode of Better in Bed 2018, the podcast where we talk about sex and inspire you to get better at it. So Happy New Year, everyone. Thanks for listening and following us into 2018. We love you all so much. You know you can drop us a line anytime at sarahsense.com or follow us on Instagram or Facebook to get the latest updates on what's going on and take part in some really sexy conversations. You can find me at Hello Sarah Sense. And if you want to find out more about the creative projects that Jai's producing this year, then look him up at Double Star Co. So today's topic is literally the juiciest topic <laughs> we've done on the show so far. And it's called Female Ejaculation Turning on the Waterworks. So, if you've been listening since episode one, you'll already know that I've broadcasted to everybody that I'm a squirter. And I personally like to think that it's a bit of a sexual superpower of mine. (laughs) (laughs) But like all the topics that we talk about on this show, there's a lot of misinformation and misconception about what female ejaculation or squirting actually is. So I'm really excited to be discussing this with my charming co-host, Jai. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, and we've also got uh, my fellow sex educator, researcher, and founder of ConfidentLovers.com, Christina Antonian. Hi. <laughs> Christina is a repeat guest. Our on first our one. Show. Yes. <laughs> she was also on our very popular Penis Genius episode number three. Um, so you can check her out there as well. Now, both Jai and Christina have their own first-hand experiences with squirting or squirting partners. Yeah, to be clear, I, I don't <laughs> squirt. Well, not in the same way. So, I can't wait to dive into those stories. <laughs> <laughs> dive, yeah, swim, I, wade, uh, all of that. I brought, my, I brought my goggles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christina, I thought we'd start with you because I've seen some articles about female ejaculation that you've researched and put on your site and there's so much myth surrounding female ejaculation that exists today but a lot of this i think is driven by western porn which i think we can talk about in a little bit Mm -hmm. but something people don't know is that female ejaculation has existed for centuries and in many ancient cultures and across the world can you say a little bit more about this Yes, uh, so in ancient cultures, in India, female ejaculate was known as, and probably still is, a sacred amrita, or the nectar of life. And in traditional Chinese medicine, it's called white moonflower medicine. Um, Scientifically, Sherry Winston says that uh, female ejaculation originates in the circulatory system. So while while science is still debating whether female ejaculation is pee or not, it's clearly not. And I think every woman who knows how to ejaculate, we can clarify that it's not because of the way that it comes out. Mm-hmm. Urine is comes out as a stream. Female ejaculation pushes out. It's like it a burst. It needs to come out, yes. Yeah. 
Um, there's a wonderful documentary that I recently watched called Sacred Water, which takes place in Rwanda, out of all places. Yes. And the older woman actually trained the younger woman how to prepare their body for to be, to be able to have that experience later in life. Bachiru Mugani Muganika. And the most appealing part of that, of that documentary for me was the way that men were talking about female pleasure yep. and female ejaculation. So it's like a rite of passage for women? Yes. Okay. Yes, but also they come from pleasure. It's not, right. it's not about performance. And mm. the, men, the men in the documentary said... Um, a lot of them pretty much in, di in di different words. They would say, if I don't learn how to do this, there is going to be disharmony in our relationship. Now, imagine if every man in the world understood <laughs> what mm. female pleasure mm -hmm. was yeah. and how to approach that. It would be, it would be, we would live in an incredible, incredible world. And is there an expectation, therefore, um, for the, well, actually, maybe a better question to ask is, does everyone therefore learn? Because I think that's one of the biggest things we're going to tackle today is, is it possible for everyone? And certainly in this community, is there some sort of stigma attached to not being able to? Um, yes, I personally think that it's a learnable skill, but I think a lot of it just is mis surrounded by misinformation. I think it's also incredibly important because for women to be able to relax in today's world, depending on where, you, where you're located, yeah. from guilt to shame to relaxation mm -hmm. to busy life to trusting the partner that you're with and the partner actually understands your pleasure and understands your body as a, as a as a culture depending mm. again depending on where you're located we're just not there yet yeah. yeah so i was so glad to see a documentary like sacred water taking place out of all places in rwanda i would have never thought a, a something mm. like that would come out of rwanda, rwanda. Yeah. Um, so to see a documentary like that that's gaining popularity, and I, I talk about it all the time because I think everybody should see that documentary to understand what female pleasure and female ejaculation is. Yeah, and I've been to a lot of museums. You know, they have these museums of sex around the world, yes. right? And they have these ancient cultures and the way that they depict sex either through um, sculpture mm -hmm. um, and you actually see kind of female ejaculation that you see sort of water coming down from these um, either goddesses or like mm -hmm. these mm -hmm. uh, female um, <coughs> figures and it's captured in art and yeah. sculpture yes yeah exactly I just I don't I mean just like anything else I don't think that it was given there's not one name to describe what what this water is other than it's, it's it's liquid water that comes from the inside of a woman and i truly believe that yeah. every woman who knows how to ejaculate we know for sure that it's not pee yeah well it sounds very sacred the way that they used to describe it the but nectar it of life but and well from at least for me i've had some mystical experiences and i yeah deeply feel connected to my feminine when it happens Right. So I can I can definitely see why yeah. it's called sacred water or right. why it's called yeah. a sacred experience. Yeah, it's almost mythologized. It's like mythologized. That's what I was going to say. Yes. Yeah. And the, but the feeling as well is just yeah. incredible. And, and to be clear, because um, I think a lot of the confusion there out, out there is around what is it. But, you know, specifically, you know, if we look at the female anatomy, where does it come from physically? Like, is it from the urethra or is it from 
Vulva where? where? Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it's expelled from the urethra. Yeah, it's expelled from the urethra, but they think that it comes from the glands mm -hmm. and it's like the... The skin glands. Yeah, the yeah. skin glands and the paraurethral ducts. Yes. So the same way as for men, as in you both ejaculate and pee through the same hole. Exactly. And yeah. to, if you want to get really scientific, it's the watery part of the blood, the plasma that diffuses through the wall of the capillaries. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's that's what you mean when it's part of the circulatory system, yes, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. And and that's why we can we're able to ejaculate so much. Because there's how because many liters there's so in your body? Much. Yeah. There's so much. There's no. There's. I mean, there's no ceiling in yeah. terms of what's capable. Y you know, I think that's also another important distinction between pee and exactly. female ejaculate, is that the quantity that you can pee is limited. It's actually nothing compared to how much you you're able to you can ejaculate, I and it can keep going, it, and you yes. can keep ejaculating consistently and repeatedly and you think i've never peed for that long no, like before and in that kind not. of quantity <laughs> yeah no i mean this is like it, it can be like buckets full beds full mm -hmm. i mean it can destroy hotels like <laughs> <laughs> because you actually have a special sheet don't you you've told me before i i Plastic. do i do it's 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 actually rubber okay. so um you can get these waterproof throws mm -hmm. so um, that, but they're pretty expensive. You can get them from Amazon, okay. or you know, yeah. um, they use them for like pets. You know, mm -hmm. you know, they have these waterproof throats for yeah. pets, <laughs> I like, think that's why it came for up dogs <laughs> and stuff. But um, I found this thing at IKEA, which I use now, um, and it's a like a rubberized bed sheet, um, yeah. which is fitted for like either queen size bed or king size bed. I suspect it's for incontinent people. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's for children. Sarah, I think we just we just came up with a new business. Yeah. I know. Sweaty sheets. Rebranding. <laughs> so actually, I think that that's also an important distinction in terms of where it comes from through the urethra because I think in porn, because it's become so mainstream now, there's a lot of adult stars that actually fake it. And oh, absolutely. There's actually a YouTube video that says ask a porn star about I don't I can't remember what the exact title is, but there's and they ask multiple porn stars about female ejaculation and squirting. And some say it's pee and some say it's not, so they're even confused about it. Yeah. But just in the same fakeness, like, you know, the, there's terrible kind of videos where it's clearly somebody's just had their vagina filled with water, which is right. totally different. That's exactly right. how they fake it. And, and That's then, exactly yeah. how they do it. And or they, they say, just drink a lot of water. Yeah. And they say, well, it's exactly the same for men who, like, who are true porn stars who yeah. have to, you know, come multiple times a day. They're like, by the time we have to get to this cut, you know, you know, the guy's probably holding his dick, but there's a big tube, you know, how they build these, you know, basically a, uh, what's the, I didn't even have a word for it. I <laughs> it's like I had a word in my mind, but it's like uh, literally just held behind their dick just so it looks like they're coming and these extraordinary wow. amounts just so um, they can get the shot done. Because so fake sperm? Yeah. Wow. Is regular practice within. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. Wow. So I've heard that they sort of put syringes of water yeah, into like a douche their, yeah into their vaginas and then at the right moment they just squirt it all out or the other thing is that they overhydrate mm -hmm. and then they use something like pedialyte where it helps right. them to keep the water and then they it's almost like they're just peeing it out wow. yeah 
So if you weren't confused before, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we obviously don't support faking any kind of ejaculation, but especially pleasure. Especially pleasure. We're not yeah. a big fan of faking pleasure. Never. No, no, no. But it's it's just so mainstream now. And actually, when I was doing some research about it, it's over the past ten years, it's become one of the top ten searched terms mm-hmm. really? in porn. Like. So on all these porn platforms like Pornhub and Brazzers mm-hmm. and so on, they, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> okay. People find it hot. And I, if you actually follow me on Instagram at Hello Sarah Sense, I actually put um, an Instagram story up for um, just on Saturday, and I asked two questions. So the first question was, um, squirting hot or not? Um, and the other question is, can all women squirt? So for the first question, it was 97%. I mean, this is a very unscientific <laughs> poll, obviously, but 97% of my followers <laughs> on Instagram. But we were unscientific <laughs> yeah. of course. This is real life. This is yeah. what we're talking about. Um, found it hot, right? And only 3% said not. Um, and then interestingly, on the second question, can all women squirt? it was 50 50 mm. so people said only 50 percent can and 50 percent no do we know how many of those uh 50 were male and female did i get it right i uh, answered i don't know if i got it right <laughs> i don't know well firstly why don't we, t- <laughs> we talk about that so what do you think is the appeal right why is squirting so hot from a female perspective and from a male perspective i spoke to some of my you know, wonderfully man friends. <laughs> Enlightened yeah. man friends. <laughs> Enlightened man friends. And, and, and somebody put it really well, actually. Um, because, and honestly, like, this is over WhatsApp, but it took a while to get this conversation going. So instantly I could tell that not only was there a lot of hesitation around, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I also sensed a bit of, how do we even begin talking about this? But eventually we got the ball rolling. Um, you just uh, ask a question and see how people respond. <laughs> oh no, but I mean, I could t- like in just in the in the group, oh. there was a f- there was hesitation. I could oh, tell, really? yeah. Okay. And it was a lot of you know kind of weird half answers or just uh-huh. you know just pointing out the fact that that's what we're talking about. And yeah. then once one person told a story, who was actually um, one of my friends who's who's gay, and he just put everyone to shame with this great story about this time he was with, the, with um with he was with, with a woman a, with a woman. It was during a, a threesome, yeah. And he said it just happened by accident and terrified him because obviously <laughs> he was he was so far out of this loop. So that's how the conversation started, which I, okay, I and wow. I said I'm like, well, good on him. He's just put everyone else to shame. Um, but uh, the the follow up questions were sorry the follow up responses were really really good. Um, it, it, it's kind of like this idea that you you kind of do, you, because men ejaculate, mm-hmm. it kind of is this surefire sign that a woman is having a good time to men, and so they felt better about themselves knowing that they were ejaculating because they were finally sure that they were giving her pleasure, which I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Because it, and there, there's obviously a lot of narcissism built in there, um, but yeah. at the same time, <laughs> yeah, at least, it, at least it kind of so gave. I can make her come like I do. Is that no? It was it like is? now I'm now I'm certain that she's having an orgasm. Ah, uh, right. So right. rather than because he could it's see. a physical manifestation. Shana. It's an outward manifestation. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So 
and he was really open about it. Yeah. He's like, I used to like it as I thought I was making her come and being the narcissist I am, I was getting an ego boost out of it. <laughs> so obviously, there's a little tongue in cheek. Um, so, and he, and he said, but, you know, that was the honest truth. He's like, I felt, you know, it, it was gratifying for me as well, knowing I, I was giving her pleasure. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, that's good. And I think, you know, we spoke a lot about that afterwards yeah. in terms of, you know, givers and receivers sort of mm-hmm. thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I think from a female point of view, um, the kind of orgasm that you get when you are female, uh, when you are ejaculating, is different from a clitoral orgasm for me. Oh yes, um, and I think it's I think it's white commonly held view actually mm-hmm. um, amongst most women that it's it feels deeper in some ways much and deeper like yeah. womb deeper yeah it feels like it's coming out from the core of you mm-hmm. um and it definitely feels like more of a release yes so with the clitoral orgasm in some ways like the pleasure is it's almost like it's like your muscles are contracting and tightening up in your body and and then suddenly there is a release obviously in terms of energy but it's all around your body mm-hmm. in some ways this release is almost like it starts in your body and then it just comes out like it's like a purification yeah yeah i imagine Mm -hmm. um and it just feels i think it feels stronger i i think it feels um more profound in some ways than the clitoral orgasm clitoral orgasms i can honestly i i can bang them out (laughs) (laughs) i mean if i if i really set my mind to it and you you can think yourself to orgasm too and and i'm you know and i'm intent on masturbating with a toy or something Mm -hmm. i can have like several in succession Mm -hmm. and they're like oh you know and i'm just at five you know this with a sort of ejaculation sort of orgasm it's different it's deeper and you really build up to it for me it's the, I, I think it's the feminine connecting to her erotic pleasure very yeah. deeply. Well, what's your experience? Because you said you had some sort of more mystical kind of That's, experiences. Yeah, I went into a transcendent state <laughs> a couple times. Really? <laughs> yes. So, so explain what a transcendent state feels like. Incredibly euphoric, clarity, um, but just being being high on life it's so hard to describe the transcendent states that come from having that type of a deep sexual experience that just connects you to the root of who you are and to that deep feminine power that i think we all feel um and at times it's just so hard to put those type of feelings into words it's just it's so incredible yeah and it's so gratifying and i i was talking to actually one of my friends and we were talking about this very topic and she said something very interesting and she said if i if i feel like i need to release and i'm unable to do so i actually get very angry and that and i feel like i'm watering the earth when it comes out <laughs> and if it doesn't come out then i get incredibly angry and i've heard that from multiple women it's not just it's not mm. just one woman saying that it's actually multiple women but going back to what you said earlier in terms of why some women or why even we think that it's p versus versus not i think it's because at least in my workshops when i ask women how many women feel the need to urinate before ejaculation yep. mm-hmm. most women do because it's when you're when you're stimulating the g spot mm-hmm. it's on the bladder 
Yeah. So sure, of course, we feel the need to urinate. And I think a lot of women are unable to do that is because they're not used to releasing that feeling yet. Right. So we hold on to it. And that's why we're not able to just let it go and, and let it gush out yep. the way it needs to. But I think also a lot of women are just, they're scared to embarrass themselves in front of a partner, right? I mean, it's embarrassing because there's not much information and because they don't know the difference between female ejaculation and pee. If you've never done it before, sure, you're going to be embarrassed about it. There's so many women in my workshops who say that they actually thought that they peed on their partner. Yeah. And they just didn't know. Yeah. And th- I think that those two th- two things tie into each other where it's that pressure where you feel like you're about to pee, but it actually might be female ejaculation. Is that y- what I took from that? Yes. yes. Yeah. And because it comes through the, the urethra, urethra. Right. Um, it can feel in some ways very much like pee, but th- the difference that you'll notice is that it comes out in a burst, whereas urine pee comes out as a stream. As a stream. Yeah. yeah. Which is... In, you know, speaking from kind of the men's point of view, we're taught really early that even though it feels like that, it'll never happen. And it has to do with the switching of, literally, the switching of lines, you know, uh, you know, between the urethra and, and, and between the testes. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing, mm-hmm. you know, right. everything mm-hmm. you've just said, that feeling, that knowledge kind of provides, you know, a bigger magnifying glass on how different kind of sexual education is between those two fields mm-hmm. where for men it's the default like mm-hmm. that where I'm thinking about this is like when I was about nine or ten in our like first kind of like primary school sex ed course that right. that's literally where we were told that difference yeah yeah and it's just kind of amazing to still know mm. that's how big that education gap is oh yeah well that's why Sarah and I are here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, we, we want to feel we want to close that gap because yeah. we we yeah. just want every woman to connect to her erotic yeah. feminine essence and her power through her sexuality yeah i think you'll find that most women if they don't know about mm-hmm. female ejaculation um definitely for me the first time i did it unconsciously was really i was a teenager i had no idea what it was you i think it is a little bit embarrassing Sure, because no one has ever told you about yeah, it. Yeah, no one's told you about it. You, you've made a mess, right? So right. there's a big wet, wet patch, undeniably right. messy now on the bed. And you're like, oh, I'm really sorry. You know, mm-hmm. especially if you're at somebody's house and you're like, you know, yeah. you feel mm-hmm. a little awkward mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you've messed things up. And a lot of the times, if it is your first time, it, it isn't conscious. You're just doing it and it's a surprise, right? Well, was yours a sexual, sorry, was yours a sexual experience or did you just get yeah. excited and it just released? No, mine was a sexual experience, okay. yeah. My first time was actually with a, a guy who was, I think it was oral, mm. really. Mm-hmm. And it was like fingers, which I think is also quite common, I think mm-hmm. for a lot of women, that's yes. how they start um, because it's direct stimulation to the G-spot and... Um, yeah, just suddenly. And it was just a, a gush. Mm-hmm. And it was a a little puddle that sort of soaks through the bed. Um, and actually, I think in contrast to the quantities that I emit now, <laughs> it was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but I still felt embarrassed, I guess, because I didn't know what it was right. at that stage. Yeah. It's well, it's funny that you should say that. So after yeah. watching this this documentary, um, the practice is of the the Rwandans teach is called kunyanza. Mm-hmm. Kunyanza. And what with the way that they describe it in the documentary, which I haven't done before and I can't mm-hmm. wait to try this, mm-hmm. but the man actually rubs the penis of his head 
from the outside around the urethra mm-hmm. around the ureth- urethra yep. area yeah and that's when a woman ejaculates so mm-hmm. nothing happens internally everything happens externally really yeah very interesting yeah yeah I mean, there's different ways that people can ejaculate. It's many not, different ways. It's yeah. I well, mean, I think when we'll talk about this a, a little bit for the people who want to try it, I think the easiest is some kind of G spot stimulation. But um, there have been women who have ejaculated just through clitoral stimulation, mm-hmm. through anal sex. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. One of my friends, one of your who friends, spoke to us before. Yeah. Said like, you know, not only was the first time taking her totally by surprise, but it was actually during anal sex. Wow. Um, and so cool. she, she mentioned a bunch of things when I was talking to her. It was, you know, it, it was, it was embarrassing the first time yeah. it happened. She was really unaware of it. Um, and she goes on to say that, you know, it's actually not within her control. She's, mm-hmm. she's unable at the moment to, mm-hmm. to be able to control it. And it does depend from partner to partner. Um, does and she, she want to control it? I think so. But also, I, I don't think she wanted to like control in terms of As in, like, she be able to, to do, be it able herself, to do it is herself. Is what I mean uh, by control. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Not control it from stopping because right, her yeah. metaphor or analogy. I need really need to read that. <laughs> up, uh, was that it's like a sneeze, and that's how uncontrollable she actually finds it. Right. So it's definitely not. She doesn't want to do it. In uh-huh. fact, that I think she's quite open to. Okay. Um, although she does finish with saying it does get a different reaction from different men. Oh, yes. Oh, so sure. I'm sure we'll have sure. much to talk in the letter. Just yeah. just before we move on, just, just one question I've got is, so going back to the Rodman women and kind of, um, you know, kind of expectations, do you think, you know, are, are people missing out or, you know, are they less in touch with their feminine if they can't do it or they really don't want to? Do you, you know, I, no. I think what I'm always conscious of is yeah. kind of reinforcing the positivity about it is yeah. I think, you know, one of the messages is, you know, if you want to do it, if mm-hmm. you're open to doing mm-hmm. it, then you want to do it. But there's also nothing wrong if you can't or you don't want to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So are they less in touch with their feminine? No. But I think is it is it a wonderful experience or, or one of those experiences that yeah. a woman should should have at least once sure why not yeah it's 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 part of our expression it's part of our body it's yeah i say that about going to rave so i'm <laughs> you I, I say that about going to rave parties so I'm <laughs> if you want to you should i think you should <laughs> yeah i mean i i want to sort of destroy this idea that there's an expectation yeah. yes exactly that you have yes. to squirt no, yes. or ejaculate because that just sets a goal and I'm yeah. Not, yeah i'm not a big fan of goal-oriented sex at all yeah. which I, you know you, you said in that episode and i think ever since you've said that it's it's really been on my mind it's like yeah we set ourselves all these different goals because mm-hmm. because know, well that's that's, that's how we society. accomplish things well, yeah. except when it comes to sex there there should be absolutely <laughs> no goals other than pleasure yeah yeah and that's it yeah and, and I want to also say I, I don't support this idea of this hierarchy of orgasms, right? Yes. This is something yeah. from yes. the times of Freud. Freud. When a woman has a clitoral orgasm, she's immature. Yeah. Only, only mature women have vaginal so orgasms. That's what Freud Coming said. from a guy who has no clit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's what Freud said. So he sort of placed in the way the vaginal orgasm as the ultimate orgasm, right? Yeah. And I'm very against that. So I, I don't place Agreed. sort of, you know, the female ejaculation orgasm as the ultimate orgasm that you can yeah. have to express your femininity or something. I think right. all orgasms are valid. Absolutely. Right? And an expre- just many, many different expressions at different times. I've had yeah. so many intense clitoral orgasms. Yeah. So you're of the opinion then, Christina, that all women can squirt. I think it's a learnable skill. 
Okay. Right. I think we can train our bodies to do anything that we want it to do. But I but what I want to stress is that it took me years to to learn it mm-hmm. also because I didn't focus on it. I, yeah. I kind of just allowed it to happen organic organically. Sure, I did some practices and I just pretty much said whenever it's whenever it's ready, it will come. Yeah. That was my that No was, pun intended. No pun intended. Whenever yeah. whenever my body's ready, it it will have the yeah. experience but i didn't yeah. want to push myself yeah. to have the experience because because a lot of times what happens is and i've also noticed for for women as well is that when we have like these expectations pleasure <coughs> expectations of our body it actually we we end up becoming more rigid because we're forcing something to happen yeah. and and to me that's not that's not what pleasure it's is it's like telling somebody who's panicking not to panic it's right <laughs> yeah for me i think that yes um Every woman has the capacity mm-hmm. um, to squirt uh, physically. Yeah. But I think psychologically, I'm not sure that every woman can get there. Okay. Right. Because I think for squirting and female ejaculation, it, it's so much um, in the mind as well as the way you stimulate your body for me. Um, sometimes I think a lot of women just don't give themselves the permission to, well, pee, you know, mm-hmm, the, the, mm-hmm. this feeling, yeah, right, yeah, of, of release, right, the which pee. can feel like pee. So right. a lot of these women just stop themselves. Sure. Right? And yes. um, I've had many, many people tell me, oh, yeah, I, I feel like peeing, and then I just stop the sex, I run to the bathroom, yep. um, I pee, and then I come back. I think we should do a workshop. Have everybody <laughs> empty their bladder and yeah. just guide them through a process. Yeah, yeah, for about two hours and, <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah, I think I think I think mm. we should definitely have that in here in Hong Kong. I agree. So let's talk about the science or the pseudoscience. Mm, the pseudoscience <laughs> around female <laughs> ejaculation. The lab coats, <laughs> men in lab coats trying to determine in 2018 whether female ejaculation still exists or not. Yeah. Okay. So I did some research before this episode because clearly there is this conception, misconception that, you know, female ejaculate is pee. And I wanted to know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And so I looked online and I think primarily it derives very much from this study that was done by the Journal of Sexual Medicine in 2015. Mm. And this study says that female ejaculation and squirting involve different fluids that originate in different parts of the body. So female ejaculate um, is the milky white liquid that is released by the skin's glands or the female prostate of the or the female prostate but it's only released mm. in small quantities which is it's nothing like it's nothing like the sort of um the, the watery the buckets of right. exactly um that <clears throat> that come out of you when you actually ejaculate but they've actually split it up to say squirting so they've split up female ejaculate and squirting so really, female ejaculate is yeah. this milky white liquid and squirting is the large volumes of clear liquid coming fl- from the bladder. And they did ultrasounds of mm-hmm. these women and to see where this liquid was coming from. Mm. And it's the squirt is, they call it chemically similar to urine, but also similar to prostate fluid that's present in both males and females. So it's, I'm confused by, <laughs> by this whole study. I mean, it, who wouldn't and be because... But yeah. who wouldn't be? I mean, yeah. to me, for as far as I started studying about my anatomy, female ejaculation and squirting have been the same thing to so me. So they split it up, but it all comes out together. So it's as if it's this 
it's almost like the female ejaculate, which is this milky white substance, is almost chemically uh, mixed in with the urine. That's which, this, which I think it yeah. can't. So I think it can be depending on where she is in her monthly cycle. Mm. And I think that that's. I mean, if I was doing a study like that, that's the first thing I would ask. Is where yeah. are you in your monthly cycle? Because our, I I don't know if you, I don't know if you've paid attention to this, but after my period, I call yeah. it Silky Week. Because, yeah, okay. because because the the um the wonderful lubrication in my vagina is very silky and it feels mm-hmm. very different. Right. Mm-hmm. So right after my period, it's Silky Week. No, and and is is this a study with an unusually small amount of women? Yeah, it was done <laughs> with seven women. So. Right. For me already, I'm thinking seven women does not a study make. Why right? would they publish this? Like no, but there's so much. I mean, I, there's a bit, but there's like so other studies that say it's not, and then and then we have it's 2018, and we're still debating whether yeah. female ejaculation yeah. is, is pee. It's not now. I they're mean, differentiating I, between squirting and ejaculation. I, I think I've seen enough studies to to show that there are traces of pee that comes out through ejaculate because obviously it comes through the urethra. urethra sure. So that to me makes sense to me. Right. And I'm like, okay. traces, like yeah. small traces. <laughs> okay. My ejaculate has Tra- never <laughs> smelled like pee. Correct. Exactly. But okay. So I'm going to say, anything, I've done sweet. my own little squirting experiments, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just my, imagined in you in a lab coat though. time. Uh, <laughs> Often done very late at night, you know, <laughs> when I've had too much to drink. Um, <laughs> Yours has alcohol smell. Yeah, yeah. Now is a good time to test everything. <laughs> you see, like, these drunken journalists six tequilas and then... Sarah's test bang. tastes like vodka. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, so I'm going to say this, and I've done a taste test, okay? Sweet. Okay, and I've done my own very, my very own taste test. I can tell you it does not taste the same. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I've done my own sniff test, smell yeah. test. <laughs> does not smell the same as well. I've done even like a you mean by the same is it doesn't smell like pee? It doesn't. So I've I've done obviously I I collected a cup Samples. of pee, okay, <laughs> and I collected a cup of squirt. <laughs> I think we should have a man. To further the science. Yeah. No, I was with my, my boyfriend at the time as well. And he oh, okay. was my... Uh, lab assistant. My lab <laughs> assistant. Yep. Yep. He had the goggles on, you know, and a clipboard. No, no. With, with Sarah's skills, I don't think he was goggles. I think it was an umbrella. <laughs> this, this small snorkel mask. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I mean, the problem is sexual science is so underfunded. Yes. Um, and new, relatively new. And relatively new. No, there, there aren't enough sexologists out there. There aren't enough people who study sex. And there's still so much mystery around it in some ways. There's still controversy around the G-spot. You know, there's, How can there there's be controversy, controversy about, about an organ, a spot, <laughs> or the other spots. There's controversy about female ejaculation. There's, there's just so much controversy. It just hasn't been studied, and so I kind of. I think it would be hard to study female pleasure. To be yeah. honest, I truly do. I think we experience there's so much variety, mm-hmm. and every woman experiences pleasure so differently that mm-hmm. to study something like that would be 
it's not it's definitely not impossible yeah. like omg yes i think they've done a great job yeah, of, of putting out there 2000 or studying or having 2000 women mm. uh on their database and sharing what their what their pleasure is like so i think uh i think they've done an incredible job with yeah. that yeah i think actually it's just dangerous to use pseudoscience and sort of these underfunded studies like with seven women yes to in some ways deny women this particular way of sexual pleasure agreed and that's why we're here to spread the word that every woman should take the opportunity to explore their own pleasure agreed and not listen to to any of those science anything just just (laughs) lay on your back and touch yourself (laughs) yeah um and if you look on the internet hashtag not pee um is something that went viral after this study the 2015 study Perfect. was published um we're gonna bring that hashtag up yeah we'll, we'll bring it back exactly we'll it so back. that was um in response to say you know we should actually stop all this shame and misconception and misinformation that's going around mm-hmm. about sexual pleasure I mean, frankly, female sexual pleasure, female sexual <laughs> pleasure. You are right. You are right. <laughs> I mean, I, I think so. If it does have traces of pee, uh, you can't even smell it. I don't okay. I don't think that's I don't think that's the end of the world. Like and, and doesn't. W- so so wouldn't ejaculation have traces of, of pee since it's com- since it comes out of the urethra? Has anyone yeah, done, just- done a study on that? I think so. And yeah, it's all just trace amounts. Right. It's trace amounts. So who cares? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see. It's that all bodily like fluids. A... Who cares? I, I think the issue is, is that it's not written as trace amounts. It's written, you know, the way you just quoted yeah. it. Yeah, nano. It, it, no, but it, <laughs> no, it's, no. it's written as it's mixed. large volumes. Oh, 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 yeah, oh. I, like the yeah. way it's presented in this study is that it's large volumes of clear liquid, which is, I think, what they call watery pee, which is, they say, it's chemical chemically similar to urine coming from the bladder so therefore it must be urine um Mm. and but also similar to prostate fluid so i don't know oh well i'm glad that we're recording this podcast (laughs) 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 and i'm glad i recently wrote an article about that and i'm so glad that there that sacred water came out when it did yeah yes so clearly we're, we're bringing the subject to light yeah yeah, and and I mean, for me, I think even if there are traces of pee, it is part pee. I think why does it matter? Yeah, it if doesn't. that is your authentic sexual expression, yes, go exactly. with it. Go go for it. And I think it's important <laughs> to mention that everyone, well, every woman who's curious about it, I think yeah. should, and, and if they want an in depth, um, in depth information about female ejaculation, I think they should read Deborah Sindal's book. Mm-hmm. Um, you let me borrow it. Yeah. a few years back. And I, I, what is it called? G-Spot and the G-Spot. It's and called Female Ejaculation and the G-Spot. And the G-Spot. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think that's book. a great book. Yeah. To, to reference. And also Sherry Winston's book called The Anatomy of Arousal. Or Woman's Anatomy of Arousal is what it's called. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, Jai. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, oh, wow. You're going to ask me questions? I'm going to ask you personal questions now. This is the time where I ask you personal questions because <laughs> I think <clears throat> you've heard a lot about Christina and my experiences. Mm-hmm. So when was the first time a girl squirted with you? And have you ever been able to help a partner squirt? And what did you do in those 
sure. circumstances. Uh, yeah, the, the first time would have been uh, probably about 10 years ago now. So maybe, maybe around 2006, 2007. I was quite young, so I, it was a bit of a shock, but I think I knew enough what it was. And I definitely, I definitely liked the idea of it, but it, wa- it was a shock because I think even having, you know, a number of sexual experiences, it wasn't commonplace. Uh, and I think even then, just reflecting on the ten years since past, it's definitely the, uh, it's de- you know, it's definitely not nine <laughs> out of ten times. You know, like I, I could, I could probably definitely count or remember every okay. time. Not every time, but every partner. Okay. Mm. Is there something you've done that you think consistently has worked? There have been a couple of people who I've been with, and it's only happened with me and them. And I think okay. it was actually out of everything. Um, it weren't really committed relationships. I think, back to your point, they were a lot more relaxed. Uh, they were much more casual. They are much more focused on the sex itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, there were a couple of times where certainly the, the the woman would get incredibly embarrassed, but also this, it's never happened to me before and it hasn't happened since. Mm. So it was always kind of this safe space when we were doing it, but mm. um, it, it wasn't common practice for them. So when a woman tells you it, this has never happened, what do you say? I say it's fine. Uh, yeah, I kind of like it's fine. It, it doesn't matter. If it's never happened before. It's not really. But do you tell them that they're you ejaculation, don't go, yes. ejaculating and not peeing? <laughs> <laughs> High five, pat my back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quick selfie, you know, feet around my feet around my neck. Hashtag <laughs> hashtag not pee. Hashtag hashtag winning. You know. A quick selfie. <laughs> uh, certainly once, yeah, it, it, it was about guiding me through. It was like, and that was actually more recently with a with with an older partner um, a few years ago. But it was, yeah, you know, don't worry about it. It's not pee. It's really normal. So then, actually, we had another go, and, and it happened again. Oh. Um, mm. So that was fun. Mm. Uh, and again, similarly, yeah, never since as far as. So you got way. baptized twice. Yeah. So yeah, it was. So you were never ever freaked out by this whole concept, no, right? No. Ever. Okay. I wasn't. Okay. But uh, again, you know. Going How about to, some of your enlightened yeah, male friends? I know. And look, <laughs> I, w- I want to preface this with, I think the reason we're doing this is because it's not well understood. Yes. And I think by asking my male friends, I kind of got the proof that even, you know, you know, men are terrible anyway, but it, it, it was kind of a reminder of how bad it is understood. Yes. So. I actually had a friend, an older gentleman once, break up with his girlfriend because he, he thought she peed on her. Or he he, he thought she, yeah. Why yeah, would you break up with somebody for peeing on you? Like, that's like breaking up with somebody because they wet their pants in front of you. Or I don't, I don't like. know, but like. I, I told them the dominatrix charge extra for that. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone charges extra for that. Um, so actually, so you know that other message I read to you from, you know, it, yeah. it made me feel confident that I was doing the right thing yeah. by providing yeah. my pleasure. Yeah. I didn't read you the end of the sentence. Okay. I had a quick end. look at it. So it was, and, and then again, this points back to how little understood is it. Uh, however, having Googled it, I discovered that the fluid is actually piss. I steer clear of squirters now. Wow. Roll eyes. Is he located in Hong Kong? Is he located in Hong Kong? I'm not really revealing anything. About <laughs> yeah. I, I promise them total anonymity. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So no, but I that does not surprise me because the kind of range of reactions that I've gotten from partners yeah. is really broad as well, and right. some of them are like, "Oh, can you please just not do that on my couch or on my bed?" Yeah. Hmm. And. 
and I'm like, okay, but fair enough. Um, never gonna see you again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got some yeah. other, I got some other story. Like, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm smiling at some of the other yeah. reactions here. Uh, okay, uh, the first time it happened to me, I thought this girl is pissing all over me. Then I realized what was happening, and I felt like a god. Ah. Uh, kept making her squirt in future fuck sessions. Sorry, this is all verbatim. Uh, <laughs> but after this, I th- after a while, I thought, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's soaking my sheets to shit. Ah, right. Okay, well, you know, just, go to Ikea. be an adult and buy a fucking... Get a waterproof throw. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and then somebody else jumped in. Ha ha, I thought the girl peed on me first too. We were both super high, first time hooking up, and she had never had it before either. Mm. So it was a shock. It was a shock to both of us. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Good shock. F- yeah. <laughs> and, and final one was uh, one of my exes was a squirter. She would always make me stop at a certain point of her orgasm because she didn't want me to know about it. Oh wow! Until one day, and sploosh. That is yeah. literally the word sploosh she's written here. <laughs> um, she was super embarrassed. I loved it, but I got tired of changing the sheets and sleeping on towels after a while. It was like dumping a gallon of water on my bed. Mm, yeah. So there's, to me, it told me two things. It is completely shocking. And yeah. I think I heard that from both the, the, the women I spoke to, but also the men. The second thing is, I think it's, it's something that um, is so poorly understood but enjoyed. But there seems to be this big practical angle. Now, this was right. in a group chat. Yeah. Right. Now, whether everyone's just picking on that because it was a part of it, but actually, you know, from my friend who you yeah. heard from before... She was also bringing up the fact that there's a really practical part to this. Sure. Yeah. Which I think, I agree. I think on one hand, let's. That's you why know. Sarah is so well prepared. <laughs> no, no, but but and I. And you can buy Sarah Tang's new bedding and towels. <laughs> no, but I faced that issue too. So when we go on holiday, right? Yeah. With my ex-boyfriend, and we would go to hotels, the fancy five-star hotels. Right. And ruined. So <laughs> ruined, ruined or soaked? Soaked, you know, and, and we'd be like sleeping on the couch. I mean, right. So I, I, and, and that's the thing. I think on one hand, it's misunderstood. Yeah. It's, I think it's most of the time appreciated unless somebody gets the misconception it's pee. Right. Yeah. But then I think the third thing, which is a really practical thing, and I don't think it's something you, you can ignore, that because it is so misunderstood, there's a really practical element that people kind of need to get, wrap their heads around yeah. right, and exactly. prepare for. Right. Yeah. But I don't think that's that necessarily should be a roadblock. You know, it might right. be a bit of a speed hump. You might have to learn how to deal with it, but that's kind of how we all learn how to have sex anyway one day. But it also just seems like such an easy fix by just getting the proper sheet. Yeah. yeah. Managers Go and do it in the bathtub or in the shower. <laughs> you know, right. yeah. there's just creative and playful ways to exactly. get around it. Exactly. You know, water the lawn. I don't know. <laughs> 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 All I thought was the only lawn in this building is on the roof. <laughs> you know, I think if we ever have like a um, uh, a water shortage, I think yeah. women are, are going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I do have a question that I got from a listener. Um, and it, it does talk about a little bit about squirting etiquette. And I want to see That's a good way to put it. what right. you guys think about um, the question she has. So I don't squirt all the time, but when it happens, I'd rather go with the flow than miss out <laughs> on an orgasm um, from worrying about the mess or about gushing. Mm-hmm. So I've been with partners that love it and don't care and with others that are uncomfortable with me doing it on the bed or on the couch or even with towels down. So how do I broach this subject beforehand <coughs> with a new partner or should it just be a surprise? 
How can I break the news to someone new when I'm not even sure we're going to have sex yet? Uh, I think you break the news when you're sure <laughs> that you are going to have sex. <laughs> okay, and, yeah. and you just say that I'm a squirter. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, it's kind of even... It, it, I think like anything, you can have that conversation during foreplay and I think it actually can be quite a sexy conversation rather than a confession. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's the way she's brought this up. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm not trying to say it's not the right way to think about it, but I'm saying there's much better ways to think about it in terms of don't think about it as this big thing. You've suddenly got to confess to somebody, like right. enjoy it. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think there are lots of things we're ashamed of. And yeah. I think that we learn to talk around them the older we get. And if this is something that doesn't happen all the time. And you'll be surprised how many people don't catch it, right? Yeah. Like, like you expect them to catch what you're saying and they just completely don't understand. So so playfulness, directness is, is a big, big factor. It's like, you know, we going back to the first episode we did with you and like just sometimes, for whatever reason, you can't get an erection. It's not necessarily the end of whatever you're doing. Right. It's about just being, hey, there are lots of other things we can do. Of course. And yeah. if something doesn't happen, it's just like something... You know, yeah. happening. So, but it's your body, right? Yeah. It's and that's okay. You don't just press a button and boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if you're um, forthright about it, right, and you're not embarrassed, and and I think that sets the tone for whoever you're with, right? And, yes. And I think you should always emphasize that this is something you do um, because you're really turned on. Don't right? ever hide your pleasure. Exactly, and and no, in some no, ways, no. it's a testament to your partner that exactly. he's really turning you on so you can yes. say if you you know if you work me up to a certain point you know i'm gonna do this right? so going back uh-huh. to again you know i know it was very tongue-in-cheek but that that was the kind of the point he was making you know and my other friend who wasn't so tongue-in-cheek about it is that yeah. you know it, it, it is gratifying and if we yeah. think back to the episode we did with roland around yeah. for a lot of guys you know myself included that is you know Yes, it's a little selfish, but ultimately that pleasure factor is really what turns us on as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I also have another idea where, look, if you are, you know that let's say there's a lot of foreplay, you, you're getting turned on, there's a lot of fingering, there's a lot of oral, you're getting to the point where you are about to squirt, get a towel and be like, yeah. hey, we might need this, which will beget the question. Why do we need this? <laughs> yeah, I, Which yeah. will naturally then be like, well, well let me, t- let me tell <laughs> you let about. Me tell you. Yeah. Let's watch this documentary <laughs> first. I don't mean to kill the mood, but it's set for a wonder. Um, but, but you know what? There's a there's a, what I what I've noticed sometimes is a lot of guys will make the comment saying, "Come for me." And that just drives me crazy because they because they just gave me a goal to to fulfill yeah i think (laughs) i i think it's definitely something that is again when you're focused that much on it yes yeah it almost sounds like impatience exactly but it's like but but i don't want to come for you i want to come for (laughs) us i just want to come i just want to ownership over this okay so when did you actually start squirting it was uh, the like first, consciously con- well oh consciously so it, not not the not the laugh it, it's time. only been two years okay yeah so it hasn't been that long unconsciously the first time was yeah. at the bar yeah 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 and uh, how did that start did it start with a partner or was it do it yourself no do it yourself okay. it was do it yourself just getting my body prepared and just relaxing and yeah. visualization and really just studying the anatomy just to see how all of it worked yeah and, and not pressuring myself into doing it yeah, so I think that's probably a, a good time for us to talk about some tips that we 
can offer people out there who are listening who are, maybe are interested um, in female ejaculation, whether it's helping a partner ejaculate or whether it's trying to do it yourself and mm-hmm. exploring your body that way. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say, what would be like your top recommendations or suggestions? So them? top recommendations um, would be, of course, is so wait, wait to... Uh, stimulate your G spot after you've you've gotten really aroused, okay. because when you start stimula- stimulating your G spot when you're not yet aroused, some women don't feel anything. Some women sometimes feel pain, mm-hmm. um, and it's just much better to wait until you're fully aroused yeah. to internally stimulate yourself. Yeah, that would be my top tip. Yeah, I think when you're uh, relaxed as mm-hmm. well. Yes, um, that's that is the number one key is to be relaxed and not to make it a goal yeah and i think also giving yourself permission to squirt um to get messy Mm -hmm. to be like okay hey even if i make a mess Mm -hmm. even if i pee the bed i don't care it's fine it's just part of my experimentation it's part of learning about my body and yes partners can be great actually in helping to encourage this and i would prefer to do it with a partner because sometimes my hands do get tired Yes, and I'm not a big fan of toys, yeah. <laughs> as you know. Yeah, but jade eggs, jade egg has definitely worked for me. Um, that that is the other thing. So with the jade eggs, what, what are jade eggs to start with? Why don't we tell? People? Uh, jade eggs are are crystals, many different types of crystals that are shaped like an what? egg. Mm-hmm. Like real, like like they're shaped egg. like an egg. But I'm like, do you mean crystal of like amethyst? Yeah, really? yeah, exactly. Amethyst, rose, rose quartz, um, obsidian, jade. jade. Yeah. yeah. It's so, not like shaped like this one. This is a bit. No, that, kind well, that's, that's, that's kind of. But there's a string attached. They're there's round. a string attached. They're round, but they also they come make? in different sizes. Mm. Um, so it depends. I, one time I actually, I don't, I'm not sure how I put it in, but it was just constantly rubbing on my G spot, and I kept going to the toilet saying, "Why do I have to pee so much? <gasps> oh wait, it's not pee. Oh no, I it's coming." Yeah. <laughs> wow. So th- there's toys that are very similar in concept. So they're right. all sort of like they're kegel exercises so they're like sometimes they're oh balls. yeah i have one. Oh they're no like, i don't have the balls i have you know, the one that, they're, right they're yes. balls they're yeah, strings, yeah, the wah-wah balls uh, they're beads right it's the same concept um right. where it's meant to strengthen your pelvic muscles yeah. and that's the other tip and recommendation that i would say as well the stronger your pelvic muscles pelvic floor muscles are the more you'll be able to expel and do the squirting um, and that's the key because I think what a lot of us for, forget to say when we say stronger, we don't mean just squeezing in. We yeah. the stronger part comes when you're actually able to squeeze out and to release and to, and to make it fluid and relaxed. Yeah. Is 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 the releasing part of it, yeah. not not the squeezing part of it. Yeah. So right. like for me, when I started, the easiest way for me to squirt was using fingers with direct stimulation mm-hmm. on the G spot. And that's why, as you say, it's hard. It's kind of harder for you to do it yourself. Yeah. Unless you have a toy. Right. I'm, I'm a big fan of toys, so that's fine. So you get you can get a G spot toy, which is kind of curved mm-hmm. um, and you can stimulate yourself that way. Otherwise, fingers for me, I find the, the angle kind of awkward to do it myself. But with a partner, um, partners who are fingering you, mm-hmm. um, they can get to it a lot easier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think, you know, it, it's that, cl- first of all, boys generally need to learn and read something on where the G-spot is. I think it helps <laughs> yeah. with a little They could come to my website. There's yeah, plenty of um, 
go to colonlovers.com. Yeah. information there that they can learn from. I'm sure we can do a whole episode just on G Spot as well. Yeah. Where yes. to find it? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Yep. Um, and then, you know, I uh, again, probably even just through this discussion, it, it is, you know, again, only speaking from my experience, it's certainly a, I agree with you, most commonly it's definitely a G Spot simulation kind of combination of like this come hither motion with your fingers mm -hmm. combined with um, uh, a clitoral motion. Mm -hmm. uh, but the biggest tip is to kind of give the clitoris a break actually as you move towards it. Just again, this you can, both of you can tell me if I'm wrong when I'm saying this, mm -hmm. but I actually move my free hand to the top of the woman's pelvic bone yes. and apply pressure. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say that. Yeah, that, that helps a lot. And actually for me, that's. That's an erogenous spot for yeah. also a lot of women that they yeah. have not yet discovered yes and it also stops you from fish hooking a woman which i think is the slight difference between fish hooking? like uh going like pushing too far up yeah like, uh. and actually hooking like holding on to someone like there's a right it, there's a oh. there's still a sensitivity around that um yeah. in terms of you need to like if you're getting excited and she's getting excited then suddenly get rough mm. yeah and it's much much easier just to put your hand on top and actually right. apply pressure from both directions because yeah. you exactly. can be far gentler you yes. don't need to curl your fingers yes. all the way around. That's what I mean by come no. hither that, rather than a fish hook, which is bent back. Ah, uh, right. Okay. You don't right. need to do... Okay. Well, you don't need to fish hook. Yeah. Well, anyway. come hither. Yeah. yeah. Don't. But come hither. But sometimes... so It depends on how you do it, come hither. Sometimes you can do it, come hither. Right. It depends. I don't know. But but it's, <laughs> but also, at least from, from my own experience and from, from talking to female friends as, as well as research and things like that, there's also the the G area. It's not it's really a spot, right? Yeah. Because it's an it's it's an area, yeah. and different parts of it have different sensitivities. So the yeah. front for some women, the front part may be incredibly sensitive. Mm -hmm. For some women, it could be the middle or mm -hmm. the back part. Mm. Yep. Okay. So I think we've had an amazing, yeah, amazing great. discussion. Yes, yeah. I agree. We, co I co we covered a lot. We've covered <laughs> so much um, on this that. I'm just going to wrap up with maybe our last favorite section, which is a rapid fire section. We call it the quickie and goodie okay. um, section. So really, it's a bunch of questions that I'm going to ask rapid fire. Um, you have five seconds to Ooh. answer just spontaneously okay. off the top of your head. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's all going to be somewhat related to what we've been talking about today. We like to like round up all of our episodes like this. Um, because it's fun and because okay. we can. <laughs> <laughs> Is this for me or for Jai or for all no, of us? It's for both of us. And I get so nervous okay. when this it's, happens. It's for both of okay. you primarily, yeah, but I'll, I'll throw in a few okay. as well. Yeah. So Sarah's cheating. Um, I, I am cheating. <laughs> um, so pick your favorite type of orgasm, nipple, <laughs> clitoral, G-spot, anal. All. Well, well, I only can have you one have of those. You have to pick one. <laughs> I have to pick just one? Yeah, Why? You have to pick it's one. like choosing. Have, it's like yeah. somebody says, what's your okay. favorite color? Pick your favorite type of orgasm for today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, since the topic is okay. ejaculation, that would be my favorite one for today. All right. Same. I was going to say that. All right. G-spot. Okay. Favorite sexual position to stimulate the G-spot? Hmm. If you were having sex with a partner. That depends on the day. But since I only have to pick one again, I'm going to go with doggy style. Me too. That would be my favorite as well. Yeah, that's, that's hard for me to answer because I'm, yeah. yeah I, but I'm going to go with doggy style as well on that doggy one. Style oh, actually, reverse, reverse cowgirl. Ah, uh, reverse cowgirl. Yeah, doggy style is not my favorite position sexually, but in terms of that 
specific stimulation, I think it really hits. Well, it depends on how the guy angles his hips, right? Like True. if he's standing on top like this. And also then how he's angled, moved. right? Huh? True. How he's angled as well? Yeah, that's that's what I mean. How he's angled. Oh, it's, I actually it's mean it's not his penis. just. Um, well, he would have to be in a certain position for mm. his penis to go down in a certain direction <laughs> to hit that area. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you could do it reverse cowgirl as well. But again, then it, it's up to the girl to know her body to yeah. be able to, to position angle herself. herself. Yeah. yeah. If you had a sexual superpower, what would it be? Wow. <laughs> again, I only have to choose one. Yeah. <laughs> I think my oral pleasure skills have have Ooh. come a long way. Okay. <laughs> so Go so on. picking a new one? I don't think I've asked this question before. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's like far. What would it be? Mine would be squirting, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. I don't know. Uh, okay. Sorry. Next. Um, all right. If you were to star or direct <laughs> your own female ejaculation movie, now, this could be porn, this could be a documentary, whatever it is. Yep. What would the name of your movie be? Oh, wow. Um, whew. So if you think about metaphors for squirting, <laughs> right? Like, Don't go chasing waterfalls. Um, that's Don't go chasing waterfalls? Okay. No How about chase the waterfall? <laughs> <laughs> no goals, no goals. Oh, oh uh, it would, be, uh, okay. it would I, actually be Sisters in Flow. <laughs> I'm okay, just imagining some 90s urban okay. hip hop movie, but right. it's cool. Okay, cool. Well, my, mine would be like Tsunami or something. <laughs> 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 At least it wasn't like Sharknado or something. You, and then you would sell it to the Weather Channel. <laughs> <laughs> we bought this documentary called Tsunami. It does not seem to be what we thought it was. The, sto- the Storm Chasers. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the name of... Um, <laughs> James Cameron's submarine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so last one. More women should try squirting because because it connects you to the to your erotic feminine power and pleasure. Yeah. Okay. Because men really like it. Yeah. Um, And (laughs) because it's a different way to explore your sexual potential. Yes. Right. Than just and I think having more ways to orgasm is always fun. So. I'm going to wrap up by saying, does this all sound super juicy and all the stuff that we've talked about? Hopefully, you this inspires you to go home and try this at home. Um, let us know if you did and how it worked out. We love hearing from you. Uh, maybe don't send us your laundry bill. <laughs> but we love hearing your stories. Seriously, guys, um, keep them coming. And remember, the goal isn't necessarily to squirt or to ejaculate but it's about having fun experimenting with sexual pleasure and learning all about your body because that's how you get better in bed thank you so much Christina. Thank, thank you thank you for having me it's so much fun as always